Hi, this is Rose and Masood Ramandi from Perfected by Blood Ministries. Thank you for downloading our podcast. We believe this teaching will empower you to grow into the fullness of Christ and inspires you to walk with Him. Make sure you subscribe to get new messages every week. We believe in you and we know that He will appear in your life soon. Enjoy the message. Hey everybody, this is Masood Ramandi. So happy to be back with continuing our series on what Jesus meant. And today I want to talk to you about uh, the casting out of a mountain into the sea, which Jesus talked about in Mark chapter 11. And I'm going to read from verse 12 so we can see a couple other scriptures and understand what he meant. From verse 12. Now, the next day when they had come out of Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar off a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would found something he, he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard uh, this. So they came to Jerusalem. And then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple uh, and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he would not allow anyone to carry uh, words through the temple. Then he taught, saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations but you have made it a den of thieves and the scribes and uh, chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him for they feared him because all the people were astonished at his teaching when when evening had come he went out of the city now in the morning as they passed by they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said, Have faith in God or have faith of God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says therefore i say to you whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you have received them and you will have them so the context in uh, basically we saw everything every type every uh, foreshadowing of the old testament in this one portion of the scripture we see the temple we see uh, the story of the mountain and we see the story of trees which were in the garden Uh, And it's basically a a great portion of the scripture because it's very packed with so much revelation. But I'm going to basically start from what we read in verse 23 that Jesus said, if you have the faith of God, you will say to this mountain, be cast into the sea. Now, the question is what mountain Jesus is speaking of? Some people have taken this literally and uh, speaking of uh, basically literally moving mountains. But... Uh, He's speaking figuratively in this case, and even the fig tree is uh, figurative. The whole mountain and sea and everything that he's talking about, even the temple, the buying and selling in the temple, and also 
uh, the doves, all of that we read the tables of the money changers, everything is uh, parabolic and it's allegories. And we need to understand what Jesus meant. Now, everything that Jesus said was still had some kind of veil on it. But when it comes to the time that he said the Holy Spirit comes, uh, he would reveal all these things to us. So Paul, by the spirit of revelation, begins to actually uh, unveil some of these mysteries so we can understand them as well. So there is uh, another place that speaks of a, a casting out and a mountain, which Paul talks about in Galatians chapter 4, and we can quickly look at it to understand what he meant. Let's read from chapter 4 of Galatians, verse 21. It says, Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondwoman and the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh, and he of the free woman through the promise, which things are symbolic. For these are the two covenants, the one from Mount Sinai which gives birth to bondage which is hagar so he says the whole story of the two covenants uh, were basically represented by two mountains which the first covenant was the mountain which moses went on and he received the law of commandments and he brought it to the children of israel and he says out of that place a bondage was birthed out of that place which was a mountain a bondage was birthed and that mountain was the old covenant is the old covenant now jesus says when you want to receive something the first thing that needs to happen that mountain must be cast into the sea that mountain that gives birth to bondage the mountain of the old covenant now the whole basically context of galatians is actually about uh, sonship and slavery or living by the flesh, living by the spirit, or not receiving the inheritance and receiving the inheritance. In this case, if we look at the beginning of chapter 4 of Galatians, it says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ from a slave, though he be the master of all, or the Lord of all. So he says, when we speak of the heirs, uh, the heir can act in two different ways. One could be a childish way and one could be a perfect maturity of a son that begins to inherit. Now, to basically, um, to us, Paul reveals that that um, immaturity of childhood is when you are under the old covenant. So when the mind works according to the co old covenant mindset and lives according to that beggarly system, you won't receive anything because under the law the law was not under faith but jesus said have faith of god understand that there is no more um, mountain there is no more um, mother that gives you gives birth to bondage in you anymore and you're not the child of hagar you are not the child of the old covenant you're not living by the promises of the old covenant you are living under the new covenant of the spirit and God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing. Now that's why the, uh, when we continue in the book of Galatians chapter 4, later he says uh, in verse um, 
30, it says, Nevertheless, what does the scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman. It says the scripture itself says, cast out the bondwoman. But who was the bondwoman? It was Hagar. <clears throat> now, who was Hagar? It says it was Mount Sinai. Now, he says, cast out Mount Sinai. Cast out Mount Sinai. And then he says, uh, and her son, for the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So the context here is inheritance. Actually, it should have been translated, uh, the son of the bondwoman shall not inherit with the son of the free woman. So he says that which is born of the law, that which is born of the old covenant mindset, that which is born of do's and don'ts, or that which is born of if you do this, you shall become like this, or you shall have this. He says that uh, can never inherit the promises of God. Now, Jesus talked about this and before that he cast or basically he dried up something else uh, which was manifesting the same way in the beginning in the Garden of Eden and that was the fig tree. So the fig tree was again the tree of knowledge of good and evil because they covered themselves with fig leaves. So they ate from the fig tree and that was again if you do this you shall become like this. That's what the serpent told them. If you um, eat of this fig tree your eyes will be open and you shall know uh, good and evil and you shall become like God so by eating from the fig tree they would have had a certain knowledge now the New Testament says by the not by the law is the knowledge of sin so when their eyes were open their eyes were open to um, their failure not or let's put it this way, their eyes were open to them not having the mark, but missing the mark, which is the meaning of the word sin. What does that mean? They saw themselves less than what God says they are. The law, or the in that con context, the knowledge of good and evil showed them that unless they do something, they're not something. So that means their eyes were open to their own weakness, and they could not anymore see God. Their eyes were opened by the law is the knowledge of sin. Now, God didn't want us to have that eye opened to that system of sin because Jesus in uh, John chapter 8 told the children of Israel that whoever sins is in bondage, is in slavery, which is the same word that we had in Galatians chapter 1. Chapter 4 verse 1 that says, uh, the, the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ uh, with a slave. So he says, though you are the heir of God, though you are born um, from God, though you are uh, the one that is supposed to have the promise of eternal inheritance, but the fact of the matter is that you are still acting like slaves, you don't receive anything, you are in a house, uh, that you see yourself a slave and you work for things to receive and again Jesus said a parable in Luke chapter 15 and he said hey if you think that you can be in the house and serve the father over and over and over and you see other people receiving the promises like that other son who went and he basically destroyed everything he came back and still the father gave him and if you think you can by serving uh, receive that thing you are in, you're mistaken because you have this all day long, all year long. You have access into this grace 
through that boldness that God has given you because of the blood of Jesus. You are the heir of eternal inheritance. He died that you may have. So he says, now, right now, all that you need to have is something uh, that is not anymore out of the fig tree, not anymore out of uh, that mountain, which is old covenant. You have to understand that you are a branch in the vine, John chapter 15, and you can uh, draw from the life that the root of this tree is planted in. And Ephesians chapter 3 tells us, being rooted and grounded in love. So once you see that you are being loved by the Father, declaring you a son of God, grafted in into the mystery of Christ, uh, the basically the vine, then you shall bear fruit, you shall ask and you shall receive. Now, in that context, in Mark 11, he says, uh, in let's look at verse 15, it says, so uh, they came to Jerusalem and Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple. So who is the temple? Paul says, you are his temple. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now he says they uh, actually bought and sold in the temple. Romans chapter 7, Paul tells us that I was, uh, I was sold under sin. I was sold under sin, which means the moment the eyes were open to the knowledge of good and evil, the moment I ate from the knowledge of good and evil, uh, my eyes were open and I saw uh, that I can't do anything. I'm nobody. I have, I'm not worthy and I'm condemned constantly for not being able to do what I want to do. My desires have no value to God. He never answers my prayer. It doesn't happen. And he says, hey, yeah, I, I have said my house shall be the house of prayer. And you're supposed to be a house, but thief have come and they are actually um, have made you a den of thieves. Now, in John chapter 10, Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But all I have come that you may have life. Now, in that context, again, Jesus said, all who came before me were thieves and robbers. So if you live under the knowledge that came before Christ, if you live by the fleshly law of commandments, if you live by that wisdom which is earthly, if you live according to, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I haven't prayed enough, I haven't fasted enough, I haven't done enough work to be qualified by this, and you don't understand grace, then in that case, you are being stolen, uh, you are being robbed, and death has been ruling in you. Yet, Paul says, death shall, shall no longer have dominion over you. In fact, Jesus said, no one shall eat of your fruit again, of the uh, fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil which was death so all of these things tell us that Jesus wants or basically God wants us to have a mind and a heart that no mountain and no fig tree uh, is in it they must be cast out and we must have that full assurance of faith uh, to understand that whatever things you ask in prayer because he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Now he said uh, that, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you have received them. Believe that you are a son. Believe that you are a son. You are the heir. You must inherit. You must receive what you pray for. So don't think that I have to, what is wrong with me? What should I do? Or what must I change? No, begin to see 
that it has been given to you. Before you ask, you were answered. All the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. The amen is already spoken. What do you want to do with it? Do you allow the moment that you are praying uh, and moving into that direction of receiving for the fig tree to have a voice in you? Do you allow the bondwoman and her child to persecute you just as the scripture says? For the flesh to rise up and says, who do you think you are? You're not the heir. I have to be a partaker of this. We have to do it together. So it's spirit and flesh. It's Isaac and Ishmael together. God said, no, it's only Isaac. It's only that which is born according to my promise. That which is born according to the spirit. So there has to be a casting out of the mountain of the old covenant, which has become uh, kind of a stronghold for all of us because somehow we have... Uh, we have thought that it's okay to have a combination of both. And Jesus said that is again that again makes you a slave. So according to Paul in Galatians chapter 4, uh, we read that it says, but uh, the, the heir must become a mature son. Because if you are a child, you're no longer than the slave. You are under bondage. And that word is the same word that uh, we read in Romans chapter 8 that says you have not again received the spirit of bondage to fear but you have received the spirit of sonship by whom we cry out Abba Father and we are it says if we are son then we are heirs of God and joint heir with Christ what does Christ have then you are joint heir with him in all things do you see him on earth lacking anything absolutely not why because he was bold to speak to the fig tree and he said, basically say, close your mouth. You have no place in me anymore. He was bold to say to the bondwoman and her children to be cast into the sea. And he says, God has already spoken these things in the scripture. So these are supposed to give you a boldness so that you are not wavering when you ask. Just as James says, that you're not a double-minded man uh, asking with doubting that with whatever basically waves of teaching and doctrine that Paul says comes, you're again uh, tossed to and fro and you never grow up in your full mature sonship and you never know what is the hope of uh, basically the riches of this inheritance that are in him. There is so much things written about basically abundance in the New Testament, abundance of his mercy, abundance of his grace. And he says, come boldly to this throne so you can receive. So in the context, casting out a mountain is nothing but casting out that mindset that brings bondage, that mindset that brings slavery, that mindset that says, maybe it's not the time, maybe it's not for you, maybe it's not for now, maybe God knows better. Yet he says, whatever things you desire, whatever things you ask, you shall receive. He doesn't say whatever God desires for you, you shall receive. He says whatever things you desire. Because otherwise, it says in Philippians chapter 2, he says it's God who works in you to both will and do his good pleasure. So he says he, all that he's doing, he's trying to convince you so you can have that desire in your birth, so you can uh, have that desire be planted in your heart and keep that strong desire because... Uh, if you keep it, he says, the desire when it's fulfilled, it's 
it, it is the tree of life, according to Proverbs chapter 13. But now he says, there was a time that we were, or maybe still uh, at some times we act like this, that we were uh, children and although we were the heir of everything but we didn't receive but he says we were under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father even so when we were children uh, we were in bondage again the same thing uh, under the elements of the world but when the fullness of time came God sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons and because you are sons sons of god uh, god has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts crying out abba father therefore you are no longer a slave but a son and if a son then an heir of god through christ so what does being heir of god mean let's put it this way what does being heir of your earthly father means it simply means whatever he has is yours so you can use whatever is his you are his heir everything that he has belongs to you that's what jesus said he said all that the father has is mine now he says you are the heir of god so what does god have i mean let's let's make it very general and let's bring it to the that one very essence that he has which is life and now what does life do life creates life never is in lack life never has any mindset of lack life always wherever there is a need is able to pro provide and jesus said i am the life and when he said i am the life he resurrected somebody from the dead so life does something so being heir of god does something so casting out the mountain is necessary for us to understand i'm not born of the mountain of bondage i'm not bo uh, bound to laws of do's and don'ts to have blessing i'm not the one that actually if he does certain things he receives he says it, that time is over you are now you must right now understand what does it mean to have the faith of god the faith of god simply means you say and it happens just as the centurion told Jesus, he said, hey, I know I'm under authority uh, that I say to this one, go, and he goes, and the other one, I say, come and come. And Jesus said, what great faith. I have not found such great faith in Israel. So what does it mean to have the faith of God? Believe that whatever you say shall come to pass. Now, whatever it takes you to come to that place of believing, if it takes you to... Um, sit down in silence and silence and think about it do it if it takes you to actually imagine it uh, for a long period of time do it if it takes to uh, sit down and basically repeat uh, the word of god again and again and again so it finally gets into the depths of your heart and all the doubting in your mind is taken away do it but know that it is the will of god for you to come to that full assurance of faith because he says we have access into this grace through faith uh, ephesians chapter 3 uh, romans chapter 5 and if we do have these things there is no longer anymore a place for a garden that has the fig tree in it and there is no longer standing uh, or being on the foot of mount sinai a place for for us 
We are no longer under any of those things. So to wrap this up, if we go back to Mark chapter 11, he says, my house shall be a house of prayer. It shall be free from those who sell you to bondage. It shall be free from thieves that uh, rob you from life. Uh, or basically the thieves that uh, steal from you life and they're bringing death to you and it the doves also shall not be in bondage uh, meaning your spirit your spirit the spirit of sonship is all that needs to be in this house of prayer and just flowing that freedom of sonship Jesus said whoever the son sets free is free indeed meaning if you understand that you are the brother of the same son and your heir, joined heir with him, you have the freedom to go wherever you go. Just as the wind blows wherever it wishes, you have the freedom to go. See what God has given you and move in it. Now, uh, according to this, finally, he concludes all these things that he says, Therefore, I say to you, I say to you. It's not your imagination that he's saying to you. It says, I say to you. It's not the law that says to you, it's I that say to you. It's not, um, it's not a certain rule that says, if this happens, that would happen also. It says, it's I who say it. What does he say? He says, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, whatever things you ask when you pray. Do you see any doubting? Do you see any... Uh, basically uh, exclusion do you see him excluding anything absolutely not but what you need to be in this place is a son knowing that this belongs to you so whatever things uh, you ask when you pray believe that you have received them and you will have them he doesn't say ask and wait to receive because in that case you are a child and you are a slave because you are the bond uh, child of the bond woman waiting for somebody to feed you but in the house you are free in the house of the father you are free now he says what you do you must believe that it has already been given to you so don't come asking be convinced that everything that you are about to ask is already answered so get that conviction in you, get the mountain out, get the victory out, and you will have the answer. Hope this helps and hope this makes it a bit practical. So in your journey of uh, growing to perfection, you begin to also understand, have that confidence of a son that I can ask and I can receive. It's no longer why this is not happening. There is no, we are no longer uh, moved by any question. In fact, if you look at John chapter 16, he says, uh, Jesus says something amazing. He says, in that day, you will no longer ask any question. You will no longer ask me uh, anything, but you will ask the Father himself and he will give it to you. Now, those two words are two different asks that are mentioned. The first one is asking a question. He says, there would come a time that you won't have any question anymore. Because they were surrounded by questions. They were like, what about this? What about that? What about Elijah? It was told that Elijah would come. Who is the father? Show us the father. Why do you tell us that you are going away? He says, these are all the time that you still don't know that these are all about you being a son of God. 
Now, when that day comes, the spirit of sonship comes into you, you no longer are going to have questions, but you will begin to now have requirements or require things, and you will receive them from the Father. So that's two different questions, uh, two different asks. One is asking of a question, one is asking or taking basically that which belongs to you. So uh, according to this, uh, right now, uh, the, in the path of basically moving forward uh, in our path of perfection toward uh, that journey of growing into full maturity of sonship, which is eventually inheriting the fullness of the kingdom of God, which means our body being fully possessed by that uh, life that is within us. So mortality can put up immortality. Until then, this is the path that we must grow in, which means we must begin to understand that we can receive and we practically receive. So um, that's for it for today and hope this helps. Uh, let me know if you have any question. Uh, if, there is, if you have any point to add, we'd be happy to uh, hear from you and we're receiving your emails and so encouraging to see that uh, things are changing and shifting in your mind and it's uh, helping you to see the scripture more clearly. Uh, and, uh, but we just want to say you're always ready uh, for any question, any comment, any uh, thing that even you want to add and we definitely can enjoy reading them. So God bless you and we'll see you in the next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Rose and Masood Ramandi. We hope you stay connected by subscribing to our podcast to receive latest teachings to keep you growing in the knowledge of God. If you would like to support our ministry to continue spreading the fragrance of his knowledge, please visit our website at perfectedbyblood.com forward slash donation. For more teachings, please visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash perfectedbyblood. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter yet, go to perfectedbyblood.com forward slash sign up and sign up. You'll get a free ebook called Unveiled Word, a simple guide to understand the Bible. You'll also be notified about new articles about our ministry updates and our upcoming brand new online courses. And if you're ready to take your life into a whole new level to go deeper and go bigger in God, make sure you grab my book, The Flood of Mercy, Supernatural Help in Your Greatest Time of Need. It's available on Amazon right now. When you order your copy, you're really supporting our ministry and the message we carry. And you'll also be getting a book that it will reveal to you how you can stop trying to fulfill God's supernatural plan for your life through natural means. Instead, you can receive the power of His mercy through deeper understanding of God's compassionate heart. This book helps you to change your mind, believe in God's goodness, receive His involvement in your day-to-day -day life, and finally, lift up the burdens off of your shoulders. It's called the Flood of Mercy, Supernatural Help in Your Greatest Time of Need. It's available on Amazon right now. Thanks for tuning in. 